Welcome to The Rant. I'm your host, Herman James, and on today's episode, Vunique and I talk about the cannabis industry. All right, welcome everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for sharing on today's episode. I have Unique. She has some amazing handle websites for us. So if you guys want to check her out, make sure to check her out as High Commentary on Instagram, YouTube, and WeedTube. She has some amazing videos, fantastic commentary. And if you don't agree with her, definitely comment because she will let you know what she thinks about what you have to say about it. How are you doing, Vinique? Hi, how are you? Doing well. So now we have established you have quite a presence already on social media from all of the YouTubes, WeedTubes, and Instagram. Now you're uh, breaking ground in the podcasting world. How's everything working out for you? I enjoy it. I enjoy it a lot more than actually doing videos. So that's why it's easier for people to hear my uh, commentary on High Commentary Podcast. Nice. So... High Commentary Podcast, where can everyone find that? Is it on iTunes? Is Who's hosting that one for you? Yeah, it's on uh, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Radio Republic, um, pretty much any, any podcast outlet. It's definitely available now. Nice. So what is your podcast about? Is it the same ideas as your vlogs have been about and any of the uh, WeTube and as well? Like what is uh, the content predominantly about for you? I would say that it's more based on women empowerment, but also being able to speak your mind as an educated Afro-Latina that's also in the cannabis industry, simply because there's just not enough of us out there where you know, we're not just objectified or sexualized. We actually have brains. We like to use them and we like to share them with an audience who thinks like us and has the same or similar perceptions. Or even if it's just girl talk or womanly advice, it's a little bit of everything because I'm pretty much into everything, especially as an ethnic studies major. Nice. Ethnic studies major. Now, what does that open up for you in terms of careers. I was a kinesiology major in college. I graduated with a degree in that looking to go into physical therapy and then the recession hit. So that completely changed everything I did. I don't know many that have actually had that major. So I'm curious as to what that actually opens up for you. I think that opened up a lot of uh, figuring out who you are and where you come from, but also understanding where you are today. And I've also taken communication classes. So I was able to utilize that interpersonal communication with interacting with people, especially in the cannabis industry, because there are a lot of people who tend to have this negative stigma. You know, they always assume that if you smoke weed, you are not educated or you're not going that far in life or, you know, you have ADD or something, you can't stay in, you know, in certain disciplines. And I would say that I'm, uh, you know, my accomplishment is to be the outlier of that, to use ethnic studies as a way to open up a pathway of having diversity in the cannabis industry, but also 
being able to allow people to understand that there are different races, you know, and the one common denominator to all of it is being able to have acceptance and empathy for everyone. Okay. It, I can't argue with any of that. I, not that I want to. Well, I, I like arguing <laughs> with everything actually, but that I, I can argue with. <laughs> Me too, right? <laughs> it, it, the arguing is a fun thing to do and uh, making people feel uncomfortable in public. That's some of my favorite things to do. You know, I like to make people uncomfortable when it comes to discussing topics that should be elevated. You know, everything is typical. We even see in the cannabis industry there, you know, like what Gary Vee says, like Huskers, you know, all they do is just smoke weed. There's there's no genuine content of having any type of communication or understanding where it's actually needed. You know, there are a lot of people who are in the cannabis industry that are not just in it just for the weed. You know, they're they're in it to actually impact people, to help people, but to also be that down-to-earth person that they could confide in, but they can also relate to. And if there's not enough of that and I don't see enough of me out there, then I have to do something and make a way about it. So that's where high commentary came into play. Nice. Now, have you received any pushback or anything negative coming off of what you put out so far? Anyone that's kind of opposed to your view or maybe just the cannabis life? Uh, Not really. I would have to say that I think people are overlooking the fact that I do partake, you know, in cannabis in my discussion simply because they're not, um, none of my material is unethical or uneducational because there are a lot of people who didn't even know about colorism, but now they're learning about it. And it's simply because I'm putting it out there. I'm using my own personal experiences as a way to relate to other people who are afraid to discuss these things. You know, there, there are some people who didn't know about women in the cannabis industry wanting to even get into that whole cultural side, to be an Afro-Latina, to be a person that is able to say, okay, well, I'm getting this, you know, Americanized education, but I'm also learning about my roots as well. And if I'm going to be a vessel of anything, I'd rather be a vessel of truth. All right. Now, do you find it any easier or is it more difficult or is it, honestly, is it just normal play for being a female, ethnic female in the cannabis industry or is it more welcoming? I don't think it's that welcoming. I think it can be, you know, as far as if they get to know you. But at the same time, it is a patriarchal business where it's more um, based on men and what they want to do and how they want to run a business. So it's just all about learning how to play chess, not checkers. And you have to be able to learn, you know, and not all the time are you going to be the person that's just going to run. You got to crawl. And that's the good part about it. It's being able to be in this type of business where you're able to learn like, okay, so this is how males get down. This is how they do business. Okay. And now women are able to learn that, educate themselves and be in a position where they can make money for themselves, utilizing their brain instead of their bodies. Okay. 
So what is it you're trying to accomplish in the cannabis industry? Are you just trying to get in there and just be known, be a spokesperson for it? Are you looking to be, you know, a dispensary owner? Are you looking to be an actual farmer or a middleman? Or where do you see yourself in the industry? You know, I would see myself as the cannabis Oprah. Like, (laughs) you know. You get weed. You get weed. Yeah, everyone gets weed. Like. Because it makes, to me, it makes people so much happier. I've experienced uh, patients that come in and, you know, they're uneasy, they're upset, they're scared, you know, they've gone through cancer scares and they're trying to relieve themselves. And you start to see that there's a different side of weed than people just see it as like, oh, it's a drug and it's this. Technically, it's not a drug, it's a plant. That's how I see it. But the fact that it has that CBD element that allows, you know, people who never would have thought they would smoke ever or never would have thought they would even have any association with cannabis are able to see now that there are benefits to it that alleviates their pain that can, you know, stop cancer cells from growing. And you're able to educate these people, but at the same time, have that down to earth attitude, that confidence that they need, that empowerment that they were lacking when they first came in and being able to leave a lasting impression. Nice. Now to play devil's advocate, weed is a drug. Plants are considered drugs. I mean, cocaine is a coca plant. It is still a drug. Oh, but so, they add other stuff to it. We, you know, they add, uh, they add other stuff to it. Th- that is true. But I mean, even if you look at the cultivation of weed, you're putting things into the soil, chemicals into the soil to get it to cultivate, whether it's larger, stronger, whatever it might be. You're doing that in itself. And even the coca plant, most people were chewing on the coca plant. It was like a cup of coffee, so it gave them that boost. Now, don't get me wrong. You still have to do things in order to get things out of it, but it's still there. Now, I don't believe it's a – was it Schedule 1 or Stage 1 narcotic that yeah. should be followed up with a life sentence in prison because a 12-year-old sold an ounce for whatever an ounce costs nowadays on the street? Uh, I think that's ridiculous. <laughs> I, I do agree with that. Yeah, especially when you know that it's a booming business. It's a billion-dollar business that, you know, is based off of the struggle of the same, you know, the same people who have, you know, ran the drugs and, you know, the weed and the ounces and all that stuff. But they just learn the business side of it, which is something that has been lacking is the ability to understand and learn the business side Some people feel like they know everything. You know, once you get in it and you learn about it, you're like, oh, wait, I I thought I knew, but I had no idea. And once you start to realize that there's a purity side to cannabis and it's that CBD element. And that's the part that's really booming at the moment because people are realizing that it's not, you know, the type of drug that's going to deteriorate their bodies and lead to their demise. And I understand that. I think that Colorado was nice enough to lead the way and legalize recreational marijuana. California followed suit very soon after that. Uh, The government's still trying to freeze everything in its steps because it's federally still not legal. But you also have a fucking orange in the Oval Office that says now because of – Pop being legal in Colorado, heroin and opioids are higher up, which isn't 
actually true. It's just because legalizations come through, the numbers have stayed the same, or the fact that you can have a higher price has kind of gone there. The thing yeah. I'm waiting to see with California being the fifth largest essentially country in the world, it essentially has its own economy to do it, its own whatever it wants. I'm waiting for a cannabis bank to come in to not <laughs> only self-insure itself and everyone around it, but to collect interest on all the money that's kept everybody safe because you still can't put your earnings from yeah. farming or dispensaries because banks are FDIC insured. It's a federally insured bank. You can't put your money in there with them legally knowing what you do, which uh, California is not going to sit by long and not take money from people for doing nothing. It's just mm-hmm. not going to happen. I think that what they're trying to do at the moment, because I'm in Vegas and right now oh, it's stripper here. central. Yeah, it's, it's huge here. <laughs> It's so huge that I had no idea how huge it was. And I used to live in California. I lived in North Hollywood and then moved to the Bay Area. And that's where I started going to school, uh, going to school at Cal State East Bay. So when I was over there, I thought like, okay, you know, it's like a New York. But with the legalization of weed to a certain extent. But here is a whole nother level. It's aesthetically pleasing. It's like the Bloomingdale's of cannabis. You know, everything is beautiful. It's immaculate. When you walk in, it's like all these selections and all these, you know, different ways. You can eat it. You can smoke it. You can vape it. Now you can rub it on your skin. There are so many different ways that people are trying to tap into this industry and figure out, like, what is the hype about this? Because back in the day, it was feared. And now in Vegas, if you come out here, it's like, wow, it's so beautiful, bright lights and music. And it's like, it's a celebration. And it's kind of like a way of getting away from all the stresses. And you're coming into a space where like people are happy to help you and people are willing and able to put you on to what you don't know about. And now in Vegas, what they're going to, what I feel like they're going to do before they're able to even come up with a cannabis bank is build, uh, have smoke shops and not like your typical smoke shop where, you know, you're just going to get your blunt wraps and all that stuff. We're talking about cannabis bars. Well, so yeah, cannabis and, bars, cannabis cafes, like where you can sit and enjoy like you would a regular liquor bar, which is my favorite exactly. place to be at. Exactly. It's it's kind of like going to a restaurant. And I think Vegas is going to be one of the first places to do it because by 2019, the goal is to have cannabis bars. And once you have cannabis bars, that's where you can, you know, probably start to go into cannabis banks because now you're dealing with investors and investors want to have a bank to invest in. And if they can't do it in their own, eventually they're going to create one. So they're going to coincide with everyone else in the cannabis industry. And eventually that will come. But I think right now it's going to be the cannabis bars because they need to build that foundation. Yeah. And I I can see where that would come to suit, but that I don't feel is going to come in before regulation is coming through. I mean, 2019 just put out a whole new set of laws and regulations that do change what was already in place for the cannabis industry. And for years now, they have been looking at how to test 
cannabis users on the fly like they can for a DUI, breath laser blood test. So they've got the cheek swab test that they're trying to give to people and to be able to tell the THC content, how long ago, how impaired you are when you drive. And with the DUIs themselves being a billion dollar industry for the state by itself, just with checkpoints, that's not even pulling people over and chasing them down. That's the people that willingly purposefully drive through a DUI checkpoint and go to prison that or jail, excuse me, that night. That's a billion dollar industry for everyone. So now with pot getting legalized locally, the fact that they can regulate that and then enforce that, give you DUI for that, and then charge you what I think California DUI typically runs you around $3,500 to $5,000, depending on what you've done if you hit something. And that's just on court fees and everything else. That's not even talking about what you have to pay afterward and what a detriment it could do to you economically if you can't get to work because take your license and things of that nature for it. I think that alcohol and cannabis are totally different as far as reaction. I think as far as people who you know, partake in solely just cannabis, they're a little more um, careful on the road because they're a little more aware of their surroundings. It's kind of having like that slight paranoia, but it's not that extreme paranoia, but you care a lot more about your surroundings compared to when you're on alcohol. You know, it's that it's it's that captain within yourself where you're like, I'm going to go drive. I'm going to go do this, you know, and we think with our id and we think sporadically compared to when you smoke nine out of 10, a lot of us just rather be home. <laughs> like, we, oh, yeah, we exactly. rather be home. Well, now you got Postmates and you got everyone delivering everything to you. Yeah. You don't have to go anywhere anymore. And I mean, I'm not plugging Postmates. I use them and I've got fucked over by them numerous times, but I like yes. I like the idea of them the most because I can call Postmates or get on my phone and do it that way and do an app based for it. And if I'm out of booze, they'll deliver me booze. They'll deliver alcohol to my house. How they can legally do it, I have no idea because I don't know how they're going to regulate who actually ordered this and who's getting it. Do they check your ID? I I don't know. They've never asked me for ID. Well, maybe because I don't look, I don't know. I don't look my age. I look like I'm probably like 21 and, and I'm in my 30s. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they like at the door, they're like, uh, do you have ID? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I totally <laughs> I, do. Yeah. And everyone that hasn't seen, again, check out at High Commentary on WeTube, YouTube, and on Instagram. There's some Cardi B in the background. She's kind of showing you how to get down in Vegas and You'll enjoy it. You can see exactly what you're talking about. Not really her age. But (laughs) if you looking back at the difference between alcohol and marijuana and looking at the idea for driving, um, I checked out drugabuse.com, which I don't know who the hell put the fucking website up because if it's a fund to someone else, it would be an org or something like that. Exactly. So this is someone else's website. But they do say that driving – if you are high, you are 83% more likely to get into a car accident. I don't think so. That's that's the reason why it's a dot com. Well, that's because- that's versus sober. That's not for against alcohol. Because say if you're drunk, you are 2200 times, 2200% oh. more Woo. likely to get into a car accident. That's a whole lot more. It is, but 
I only remember the commercial of the guys being high at Taco, not Taco Bell, like Jack the Box hitting the kid on the bicycle. (laughs) No, it's not. Look, you see, we don't always know what else they put in their little potion. You know, I just know the true cannabis smokers, they don't even really smoke like that. I mean, like they smoke, but they don't smoke heavily and they don't even drink like that. Like me personally, I'm not a drinker. I'm more of like, I'll sip a little wine, but I prefer marijuana. I like to watch people who are drunk for Everyone sure. Everyone likes that. Yeah. I like to watch it. It's entertainment. I'm cracking up. And you know what we does to you, make you hungry and laugh. So I'd rather be hungry and burn some calories laughing. I, I can't argue with that. On that commercial, do you remember that commercial though? Yes, I do. <laughs> See? And how come all of my friends that are high and I'm drunk and all of us came up with the same conclusion? And it wasn't that the guys in the car were assholes for hitting a kid. It was, whose fucking child is that? Why is he on yeah. a busy ass street on a bicycle by himself? He's like five. That's bad yeah. parenting. Yes, totally bad parenting because I would be so overprotective at five. I think I would be overprotective even at 21. Like I would not have my child riding on a bike at five years old in a busy area, you know, and now you have to deal with the consequence of being a bad parent in that way because at five, I mean, you're still in coddling mode. Yeah, it's one of those things of like, I get the idea of where they're kind of trying to come with this and it's, it's, it's very dangerous. And there are a bunch of assholes driving sober that I don't want on the road, let alone high or drunk. So there is a back and forth to all of it. But I think when it comes to the use of cannabis, it's a personal preference. It's a choice. Now, my understanding from how things work in the cannabis world and in the real world, which I'm still trying to figure out how to be an adult in this lifetime. And the idea of acting your age is fucking retarded because I've only been this age once. And how the fuck am I supposed right. to act this age? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, so I grew up, I'm in Sacramento. I grew up not here, but I went to college here. I have a life here. This is what I do now. And I was a poor college student. So at the age of 20, 19 or so like that, I needed alcohol, so I scrimped money together. So I would buy a bottle of Bacardi 151 because that's the most potent, the best I can do. And it was like 25 bucks. And that'll last me a month because it's shot or two here, there, and you're lit and you're good to go. And then I got into college. I got into a fraternity. And now I put all my money towards my rent and my tuition and my dues. So I upped my game from drinking 151 to just buying a $19 handle of Bacardi Superior and just drinking that straight because that was what I could do. That was how I was able to drink and get drunk for cheap and at a high potency. And then I've grown up and I moved on to tequilas, great tequilas, sipping tequilas. And now because I am what they consider an adult, I drink (laughs) nice scotch and I drink Crown Royal whiskey because Crown Royal whiskey makes me feel better about things. But again, it's a higher alcohol content. It's smoother. So the progression for me for drinking was that way. Now in college, it was just get me some weed. I don't, I'm asking to see what I can get. The name to fame for me was still white widow. That's what I remember being there. I remember reading about the cannabis cup and I had the book for all this stuff. I had all this memorabilia and all this stuff to use and smoke out of. And that's all I remember is doing that 
we would get high, we would take and ate the shrooms, and then we'd chase it with some Bacardi, and that's how we would spend a summer day in Sacramento yeah, while not in college. I've never had shrooms. I've they were never fun. Had- <laughs> I, I, I had a, a weird trip on it, but I wasn't having a bad time. It was a good day, but weed to me was just that you had that. And then, you know, we would scrape some keef off and you try to make some brownies and the more you could put it in there, the higher you would get or whatever. Yeah. Edibles never worked for me. I had tons of them. that taste like shit never worked, but you know, I changed. could say I've, we have really like right now, I would say Vegas has really, really good edibles, like edibles that don't have an aftertaste where actually like you have to be careful not to eat it all. <laughs> and see, and I, I can understand that because I've been out of that life, that game for so long. It's completely changed on me. I don't know what's really out there, kind of what's going on with it. And if anyone's actually listened to the entrepreneur spotlight we had with Gene Bob, he is up in Mendocino and he has a legal farm. Papers 100% legal. Everything is as possibly legal as you can get here in the state of California. And he came on and educated me on everything. All I know from what things are is because I am the widest guy that drives a legacy outback wagon listening to hip hop and rap music and going to <laughs> Oakland concerts. But that's where my education comes from on majority of things when it comes from this net. So I learned what the waxes are and the dabs. The shit's ridiculous. That shit yeah. is not just a plant anymore. It It is potent as all hell. And it can get you out there. That's not, and it makes me sound super old because that's not what I smoked when I was in college. And it's not the same thing I did when I was younger. And I would be afraid now if someone wanted me to smoke something with them and I don't know what the fuck it is. And now I'm high for the next four days. You know, I am originally from the Bronx. So I, I know thought how so, that is. You, you don't sound you know? like you're from the West Coast <laughs> at all. No, I, I'm from the Bronx. So like over there, you know, you only got two options. You got haze or you got diesel. And there's really nothing else you can choose. Out here and while living in LA, you have a plethora of, you know, different options of strands that you can use or, you know, you could try. One thing that I've learned being in the cannabis industry is that a lot of people are not aware of the differences between a sativa and an indica. And some people just, you know, use things according to how it smells or how it looks more so than what they need. And I think anyone could be a cannabis smoker once you are able to understand what you want and what you need. And I have what I want. Like, I'm not a good indica person in the day. Like, I cannot smoke an indica in the day. I, I'm not SpongeBob. I'm Squidworth. Like, I'm just, you know, like, uh, why am I here? You know, so I know that that's not good for me. And I'm a sativa in the day. And not a strong sativa, because if you have anxiety, you know, it'll make you more hypersensitive to everything. So if you do a nice sativa dominant with a little bit of, you know, hybrid in there, you're able to be the SpongeBob that you want to be, like happy, optimistic, euphoric. And once people know the difference of what they want to do, like, oh, I got problems sleeping, I'm going to give people an indica because that's going to help them sleep. If they say, oh, I want something that's going to make me happy, that's going to make me feel good, then I'm going to give you a sativa dominant or a sativa. If you're really, really low, like, oh, I need something to make me happy, then I'm going to give you a sativa so you can wake up. (laughs) 
You, you know, you want to so put them like, out and just walk away. You know, I, I, I'm more of a person like I've been where they are. So that's why I understand where they're coming from, because now I feel like cannabis is more like your own personal prescription where instead of taking Tylenol and all these things, you know, these pills to deteriorate your liver and, and, you know, your life at like 75, I'm just going to remedy it with a little bit of cannabis. So I know in the day when I'm feeling sad or I have a little anxiety, do a little sativa, I'm back on it. At night, okay, got a little insomnia, let me smoke a little bit of uh, skunk berry, which is like, it smells good, you know, have a glass of wine, get a couple bong rips and you're good. I just got into dabbing, so I'm learning about that. That's a, that's a whole nother tier. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and see, so you say skunk bam thing and skunk weed. So I'm thinking the bottom bag bammer shit no. that we used to say would come from Mexico. <laughs> and now I'm like, that, that doesn't sound like a good idea to me. Like skunk bear. I'm like, so now I'm thinking of like super dry, skunky no. ass weed mixed with like some it's, fruity pebbles. No, it's like fluffy. It's blue and green. Like, cause I'm kind of like a connoisseur. Like, I like the smell. Then I'll look at the percentage of the myrcene and the limonene to figure out like, okay, is this the mood I want to be in this weekend? All right, let me get that. I don't even know what you just said. Yeah, (laughs) I'm telling you, it's crazy. Like this industry, there's so much to learn where, you know, people will be in a situation where they won't even be able to, they won't need a medication to remedy themselves. Like all they need is some weed and they could resolve their headaches and their migraines all they got to do is know and be willing to like open up Google and be like, okay, differences between sativa and indica. And sometimes even my own like patients, I'll say like, how, how do you want to feel? What are you doing tonight? You know, what are you doing for these couple of days? And you're able to kind of like put them on a schedule of what weed they should smoke according to what time. And it works. Because they come back and they're like, oh man, it was so good. I'm like, see, I told you. Like, (laughs) all you got to do is like, it's kind of like being their doctor and their consultant without harming them. Because they, you know, you know, you're not going to harm them. You just tell them, like, look, don't eat all those edibles. I told you just one, just one. Get your body acclimated. But it didn't hit me after 30 minutes. So I had four. Yeah, that's why you got to be patient. You see, this is the thing I tell people all the time. If you like instant gratification like me, you need to smoke a little bit. You got to like hit a vape a little bit for at least five minutes, get your body acclimated, get the endocrine system, you know, knowing what's going on, especially when you have that oral fixation going on for those five to 10 minutes, your brain is telling your body like, okay, yeah, I'm getting high right now. So now it'll allow the edibles to do what it does, which is only to prolong the process of what you just smoked. That's what edibles are really for. The prolonging of the body high, head high? Yeah, the prolonging of the inhalation. All right. Because, you know, the fastest way your body is going to know that it's getting high is if it smokes, right? Or, you know, a vape or if you drink something. Same idea. That's the fastest way. You know, 20 minutes, you'll know that you're high. But edibles take about an hour and a half to two hours to kick in. You mean you you can't just crack up and snort a nug? That's not going to get you? No. (laughs) No. No. I've seen people eat it and I'm like, what are you doing? That's so disgusting. I can't do it. Like, I, I can't do it. But, you know, some people do. And 
to me, like I know when people come in and they're like, I've never smoked, I've never done edibles. And I always tell them like, look, I don't want you going to the emergency room tripping, thinking that you're going to die because you chose to take an edible before smoking or drinking something. So they always, because I stress it so much, they end up getting a joint, you know, or they end up getting a drink because I let them know, like, look, if you're on vacation, you don't want to go to the emergency room because you're like tripping. You want the endocrine system to know what's going on so that you can have a good time. And they're like, yeah, you're right. You're right. And they do it. And it's that simple because then they end up coming back. There's no stigma anymore of their perception of marijuana. I've even had 70-year-olds vaping now because I helped them. I gave them some Khalifa Kush and they were good. Is that after Wiz Khalifa? Yeah. I got one. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like I, I told them cause they were kind of scared and I'm like, look, you know, you'll be calm. You'll have the giggles. You'll be affectionate towards each other. Just have a good time. Just enjoy so, yourself. So you didn't and tell a exactly seven year old you're going to go back and rail your wife and feel great about that. You, that one didn't come. Nah, you know, you, you know, you gotta be decent about it. You know, you gotta be like, but you already know. Cause if I say affectionate, that already could tell you, like, I already know they came in holding hands. So I already know what's up, you know? So I'm trying to help them out as far as like, okay, you know, you want to have a good time. You're going to be walking around in the strip. I'm going to put you guys in the mood. I just told them you're going to have to go to Krispy Kreme real quick. You're going to get some donuts because your taste buds are going to be popping from the Khalifa Kush. They came three days after and brought their door nice. to buy a Khalifa Kush. So it's like you just got to know their personality and figure out what weed goes with their personality. Not bad. Now, the question I always ask people is if... Weed itself is considered like a lot of people want to consider it's a lifestyle because it's, you know, what a lot of people do on a regular basis. It's people are saying it's not an addiction and I will beg to differ that it is an addiction. Video games are addictions. Candy can be an addiction. Alcohol can be an addiction. Weed can be as well. Cigarettes are absolutely an addiction, but people don't have as negative as a stigma on it. But if you were to drop your child off at their kindergarten, first, second grade class, and you walk up to the teacher and they're high as shit. How are you feeling about that? Hmm. You know, this is going to be something that might turn a couple of people's heads. Um, if they're high as shit and incapable of taking care of my child, then that's a no-go. Like, you have to know your limit just like you have to know your limit with liquor. Everything has a limit. Even with water, water could kill you. If you have too well, much yeah, of Chico it. State. So, you, you, you know. Yeah, Chico State. <laughs> That's funny. But, you know, like, you, you got to know your limit. Like, if I'm going to work, I'm not going to go and get blazed like crazy before I enter someone else's premises. Like, you got to play the part, be the part and do your part. Well, what about if you so, can't even, you, you're not able to tell how high they are because you don't know them that well, but you walk up to them and they have that pungent smell coming off and they smell like weed and you can smell them before you get up to them. And maybe their classroom for your child that's five, six years old smells like weed because they're in that room. But, yeah, that's an, uh, that's an inappropriate setting. 
Like, I feel like if you do it, you know, at home on your personal time, not like on your way to work, you know, like, oh, I'm smoking a blunt while I'm on my way to work. Like, nah, don't do that. Like, if anything, be smart, do a vape, keep it classy. There's a lot of people who, you know, are in corporate America and they choose to use a vape because there's no smell. You know, it's a lot more respectful at the same time. I'm going to disagree with you on that smell, though. Nah, you don't smell anything with a vape. Oh, you do too. You do smell it. You smell coming out of there. You smell like an orange. You smell an orange creamsicle. Yeah. You might smell some watermelon cheesecake. <laughs> but you know, you're gonna smell I've, that. I've had plenty of people that are, uh, tell me that it doesn't smell and it smells. And for me personally, I think the comment I hate the most hearing about it is it's water vapor, and people don't understand chemically how wrong they are because first off yeah it's not water vapor it's a coil it's it's there's a coil in there that's heating things up and what they're heating up is a actual concentration of marijuana and everything else in there that has to be from liquid to vapor there's a chemical reaction that comes with there needs to be some sort of catalyst to get there and i understand that but the assholes that tell me oh it's water vapor calm down I'm going to punch them in the fucking face. That annoys the shit out of me. I think think that's why a lot of people are starting to get into CO2 vapes. Because CO2 vapes are a little more, you know, water-based than, uh, you know, the ones that just consist of alcohol and all these other ingredients. So I I don't think it smells. I think that if it does smell, they got like really boo-boo vapes. (laughs) It shouldn't smell because it should be cleaned out too. Especially like people don't even know this. The darker the oil, the more contaminated it is. That means that they haven't ran it through enough to make it as clear as possible. Well, yeah, it's like when you look at the bottom water, the bottom of your bong. If that's just dirty as shit, you're smoking way too much dirty water. Exactly. And people don't see that. They just see it as like, oh, it's a vape. It got a lot of weed. That's what it means. No, no. It means that it hasn't been cleaned out enough. And I'm picky about that. I'm sure that if I was still in the Bronx, if I was still in New York, I'd be like, oh yeah, it's it's orange as a penny. I'm, I'm still going to smoke it. But because now I'm able to learn and I'm, you know, being educated every day about the differences of vapes and crumbles and you know, um, yeah, but you got the stuff that that's like stuff. shatter though, and the darker it is, the more yeah. concentrated it is. So, I mean, you look at the same idea like that. So, if shatters that way, isn't that how you're supposed to have the same idea and connotation that that's what's in that vape pen? Nah, because you know the heat is different, the temperature is different. When you um, put shatter, you know, when you're gonna hit a shatter, you got to use a torch. When you're using a vape, you're using a coil. So it's, it's a battery. And a battery is only going to get so hot, but fire is just going to get as hot as it wants to be. So there's a different type of temperature. That's why they have like cold dabs where people just put their dabs in the glass while it's cold and then heat it up. It's, it's, I think it's all about personal preference because some people like a cold dab because they like flavor and some people rather the old fashioned because they want the hit. So if you want like a combination of both, that would be up to like your own personal preference. I don't do it a lot because I'm still a hippie. <laughs> I like flower, you know. You were wearing any tie-dye in any of your videos. I don't I don't believe you're a hippie at all. 
You know, I love black, but my mind is so hippie. Like it's so hippie where I, I'd rather be home, be around positive people, talk about, you know, all these different things that I learn than to be around people who are solely going to be able to like take my spirit out of its element. And that's like, that's the whole hippie movement is just being peaceful with everyone. If they're not peaceful, you well, stay away. That's fucking everybody. Well, I don't do that. <laughs> that, I, that I don't do. I am a nun at the moment. Like I just like I say to myself is me and the TV and the podcast and the people who follow me. Like I keep it so simple and I think it's good that way because this is, you know, this is the type of industry where you want to have women like me who are able to discuss these types of topics without you know, being seen as lesser than the man speaking. Cause I've, I've gotten it before where a man will respect the man's opinion more so than a woman, but the woman smokes more than the man. Yeah. Guys are dumb. Yeah. Like it, it doesn't make sense. And I noticed that. And then when they come back, I'm like, Oh, so you had booboo weed, huh? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> because I like flavor and potency. I got to have both. And I let people know that sometimes they come with their wives and stuff. And I understand where the wife is coming from. If they're going to try something, they want, they want something they can enjoy. And a woman's going to relate to that more than a man. The man's going to relate more to the man naturally. I don't know. I know some it's pretty like fucking that. stupid people, so I don't really relate to anyone. So it just depends on yeah. who's not the dumbest one in the group. <laughs> you know what? That totally makes sense. And I totally agree with that. I completely agree with that. It all has to do with that. It's to me, look, everyone has a vice. There's people who smoke cigarettes, who drink liquor, who smoke weed. Chronic masturbation. As long as you <laughs> Hey, look, as long as you do it in in, you know, in, in moderation. <laughs> I, I don't even think there's moderation for that. Just don't do it in public. Yeah, don't do it in public. That's just disrespectful. Nobody wants to see no, all that. No, close your windows. Like, it's not fun. There's a school yeah. bus. No. Yeah, no, that's disgusting. Like, why would you even do that? If you're home in the privacy of your own home, you know, you close the door. You do what you want to do on your own times, your personal business. I don't know nothing. I don't know nothing. I'm not shaking your hand. No, but I'm not. Once I know, I'm. once I'm aware, I'm not. I'm going to be weary, but you know, I'll still give you the same respect. Yeah, there you go. Hey. <laughs> Just go shake your and, hand. And right there, see, if you're at home, the windows are shut and you want to put some weird shit on, you can turn the microphone You porn, you can sell your shit on. There's a side hustle for yourself. There you go. Yeah, as long as, long as you do it in moderation. Hey, as long as you're not killing anyone, you're not drugging anyone, you're not putting anyone in harm's way. You know, you'll be, yeah, you'll be good. And if you are, just become friends with Liam Neeson. He'll find you. He's got a special set of skills. Hey, you know, I ain't got nothing to do with that. I just be chilling like a villain, not on penicillin. <laughs> so you're in Vegas. Uh, I am not aware, or was not aware, is pot legal in Vegas? Okay. Yes, it no. is legal in Vegas in your, in your home. home. So is it just, is it Nevada as a whole or is it Vegas by itself? I think it's Nevada as a whole because they have so many dispensaries that are constantly opening up and they look like malls. Like they look like glass houses. It's, it's ridiculously beautiful. It also shows you the beauty of cannabis and, you know, the smell is like beautiful. 
I've I, look. This is just recently. I was able to, you know, like be exposed to that, and I was like, wow, the smell. It just smells like you're at the botanical garden. It's it's so good, and it's like okay, I'm learning about this, but now I'm seeing it face to face, and I'm I've been selling nice. it. <laughs> I smell it. I was hoping you'd get punny on that it. one. Say it was the bud tentacles. Yeah, you know what? Honestly, once things pop off the way I would want them to pop off, because I'm really inspired by Gary V and Amanda Seals, I love the fact that they're honest, they're passionate. And I feel like once things, you know, one God, once God puts me in that path where I'm able to do something like that, I would do a Bud Botanicals. That would be pretty dope. I'm not going to argue. That would be interesting. Only on the scientific level of if you have a whole bunch of different strands growing, just the nature of things, it's going to cross-pollinate itself. Uh, I think if you have the right people who are willing and able to consider these plants as their babies... It won't happen as much. I mean, it's going to happen, you know, once in a while. But as long as you have the right people who actually love what they do and actually love the intensity of taking care of a plant that's pretty much like a human, then it'll work out. Like, I want to be able to have all types of strands. If I could create, you know, if I could create my own, I definitely would simply because I go by a schedule as far as what I'm going to smoke. So it actually would be beneficial for people who want to be able to function in this crazy world where people will tick you off and put you at a certain level where you feel like, oh, I'm going to put this person through a wall. You know, now you could, you know, smoke a little something and be like, oh, it's okay. I know you don't know any better. I'll pray for you. So let's (laughs) see here. I would like to find out, let's see, smoking right now, yes or no? I'm I'm probably gonna hit my bong in a minute. <laughs> I'm looking at it and I'm like, hmm, what am I gonna have right now? Like I have it all in the bottom. I'm like, okay, do I want banana fire? Do I want animal face? Do I want blueberry cookies? And I like that option too. It's like having like an edible an edible medication instead of like those nasty pills. So what's your weapon of choice? What's your favorite thing to do? Is it the pens? It's is it the bubblers, the bongs, the blunts, the cones? Uh, I okay. When I'm lazy, I like cones. You know, when I'm super lazy, I don't feel like rolling. And on top of that, I've noticed that I haven't been like coughing as much because I don't use blunts as much because I'm not adding so much mm-hmm. tobacco. So I feel like you know. I'm more into bongs right now. I would say bongs and joints. I'm going into the cleaner side of the cannabis world. <laughs> Is, are the volcanoes still a thing? Are those still around? I think so. I think they are. They're just super Yeah, expensive. those were the thing back in the day. Like we had one rich frat brother that like went out and bought that shit and passed that bag around for everybody. And it's awesome. It's clean, super clean. They, they're they actually using the volcanoes for people who have like rare blood diseases in hospitals nice. now. That's how they're providing cannabis for them. I mean, it's very, it's very expensive. Like I could just do the bong right now. Just my bong was like $175. Nice. 
So I'm just like, okay, let me stick to this. I'm not ready to upgrade that far. But it is one of the best ways to And see, and I ask you what your device of choice is, what your thing is. I just had a very nice girl bring me in a, a truly because I'm a classy bitch. Hey, I feel you. I feel you. You know, I even have an extender. And I use it sometimes and I put my blunt on top of it. And I just like, look, there's a lot of women who like to be sexy with cannabis and they like to be educated as well. I just like to exude all those things and be goofy and be myself and be able to give people an outlet where like, okay, it's it's okay to smoke weed. Like I'm starting to see more people do videos, yet I'm a person who doesn't do as much videos, but I'm starting to see them do it themselves where at one point they were shy about and it. And I saw someone trying to call me, you out about, what is it, good. the French tickle or whatever the shit was? The there French you go, inhale. the French tickle. I could never do that. Yeah. Uh, I had to learn that. I, you know, I learned that on uh, YouTube. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> yes, I learned that on YouTube. And I also like, you know, working at my job, I'm like, I don't know how to French inhale, you know? And I was like, okay, you know, no one's going to really teach me. And it's going to be weird for someone to teach me. So I'm going to go on YouTube, went on YouTube, also went on Instagram and hashtag French Inhale. And I was like, okay, I could do this. And I I coughed a lot. In the beginning, I coughed a lot. I was like, I'm going to die. And, you know, people who are probably living next door below me, they're like, oh, wow, this girl's about to die. Maybe should we call 911? We don't know. But I learned it. And there's a difference in inhalation. I feel like when you do a French inhale, it seems like you get higher. Why do you suppose that would be? You don't need. I think because it's it's going it's going through the nose, and it's coming right back. It's like it's recycling itself. The mucous membranes in your nostrils actually will bypass the filtration system in your body. I know that smoke itself kind of does that when it goes to lungs, but you're getting to the capillaries in your nasals that go directly to your brain. That's why Coke is so potent. Yeah. And you know what's crazy? I've never done Coke, never want to. I don't even like Vicks near my nose. I would never do it. I have no interest in it. But I have to say that cannabis has helped me like finish school because I, you know, sometimes I feel like. You don't express yourself because you're too sober to express yourself. And my writing is a lot better. And my communication is a lot better because I've smoked cannabis. But being able to utilize cannabis, but as well be in the major that I'm in and also be able to communicate with people, it brings a larger community together. And they're not looking at color. They're not looking at sex. They're just looking at, hey, you like weed? I like weed too. You got a blunt? I got weed. Let's do it together. You know, like that's, and I tell them all the time, like you're going to meet people where you go. If you're smoking it and other people see you and they smell it, like they're going to naturally befriend you. It's like cigarette smokers in a cigarette area. After a while, after a couple of days, you start having a conversation with them because you're like, hey, you know, we see each other all the time. I'm not going to lie though. I give my friend a lot of shit every time. He comes over, he's going to go smoke. And it's only because he is what I consider the stereotypical little black guy. And I say little because he's like five foot four and a half. And he's like, I'm going to roll a blunt. I'm like, you got a big ass pack of Swishers, don't you? He's like, yep. And I got a Swisher splitter. I'm like, of course you do. Of course you do, Russell. (laughs) Like, 
I see, I there you go. On, my and on the key ring too? I do. Yeah, see? Yeah, I do. I mean, I, you have to keep it in handy because you never know. Look, I I'm, keep a ball opener in my wallet. Hey, you know, it's, it's our vice. Just like we need a lighter. Everybody needs a lighter. Whether you smoke weed or you smoke cigarettes, you need a lighter. Whether you need to burn a candle, yeah, you but need a lighter. potheads it's and weed smokers control. need like 14 lighters because someone's going to steal it. And they're going to pocket it. They're not going to remember they stole it. Sure. And then like three days later, like, All oh, the shit, this was yours. I'm guilty. I've, I've, I've been a lighter stealer. And that's why I tend to give it back to them. Sometimes I'll just give it to them right on their chest. Here. That's why I always had stick lighters. Get the big ass stick lighters. I yeah. can see that thing. I know you're not fucking. And they still walked out with it. But still, I thought I could see it better. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's that's the only, you know, discrepancy to being a smoker. But other than that, uh I see drunk people fall over and stuff like that. And I'm just like, yeah, I don't want to be that. I don't want to smell like alcohol. I don't want to, I don't want to do none of that, but I could watch you guys do it and I'll totally laugh and I'll be entertained. And I'm totally cool with that. Like I'm okay with people's vices It's just being able to know how to do it in a proportion. Like if look, I'm not saying Coke is good. I'm not saying none of that is good. Uh, crack is whack. I don't believe in none of that, but you come know, on. Whitney love crack. Hey, look, look, I ain't got nothing to do with that. <laughs> I don't know even, I don't even know why. I don't even know why you would want to put something up your nose. I personally don't understand it, but you know, if you're going to do it, do it in moderation. You know, I can't tell people what to do. I am my own person. I could just, you know, I, I know I don't, I don't do none of that stuff. All I like is green. But, you know, you can't tell people what to do, but you can tell them to do it in moderation. Like, fuck it. Hey, you know, me personally, I don't have friends that do none of that shit. I can't be a friend. I'm sorry. It's hard. It's hard because I don't know what mood you're going to be in. See, and I don't, I don't mind it. If you want to do what you, you do what you do and we go out, we kick it. You just don't get me in any shit I don't want to be into. Exactly. I couldn't care less. Exactly. You can put whatever you want to put up your nose. You want to put some weird shit in your ass. That's all you too. I mean, that, that, that weirds me out, but you do you. Yeah, I just don't want to, I don't want to see it. I've seen it before. And I was like a curious person, like, where does it go? Did it melt? Like, I, I was just no saying stuff, not butt stuff, right? No, it's because about like that, you know, that, that, that cocaina, <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, you know, I, I, I was just like, wow, you just literally just like took the key and just like sniffed it. I can't believe it. And I saw it, you know, yeah. you see it on TV. It's one thing, but to see it face to face, you're like, wow, where did it go? Like it melted? You know, you're asking questions that honestly they don't really want to answer. And after that, I'm like, okay, this is awkward because they're on the upper and, you know, when you smoke weed, you're on like a chill. They don't want to eat and you're hungry. Hey, I so know plenty of yacked like, out oh. people that ate nonstop. I hope they're eating. I mean, they're not going to like retain most of it because their heart's going so fast, the adrenaline's pumping so hard and yeah, that's sad. It's like, why would I waste my food like that? I mean, but you you got people <laughs> like, and I'll, I'll be a asshole with saying it. You got people like Andre Nicotina who makes smoking chewy blunts a big thing. Like that's what I wanted to do when I was in high school. It sounded like yeah. that was the way to go out there and to be a hardcore white kid in a white suburban area. It was to go try to smoke a chewy. <laughs> you see, we even, you know, we even have chibachus. I don't know what the fuck the chibachu is. We have chibachus. And it's kind of like a Tootsie Roll edible. But it's, 
it, you know, a lot of people from like back in the day, that's what they look for. And I guess that may, that maybe that's their way of, you know, reminiscing of the past. Some people still ask for Acapulco gold and that's way back. It's like one of the first ever strains is Acapulco gold. And it has a, a very high CBD element to it. So a lot of people from back in the day, like that's what they buy. And it makes sense for certain ways. Like I feel like if you have a very high tolerance for cannabis, then you should you should be taking a little bit of CBD simply to lower, you know, your your intake. Cause some people are like, I got a high tolerance, nothing works anymore. I'm like, wow. Take wow. a break. Now yeah, take a break. Have some CBD gummies or yeah, something. Yeah, let your body recoup, regenerate. Yeah. Let the tolerances go away. Let everything yeah. leave your system and go back at it. That's what you do for working out and everything and else. Those are those are the type of people you don't want to take care of your kids. Like when you know their tolerance is way too high and they need something else, that's when they're going to go into other drugs. You shouldn't get yourself that's because that far. Weeds like, a I'm gateway drug. That nah. Nah, it's a gateway to the fridge. It's a gateway to some ice cream, to some Krispy Kreme, to some Popeyes. Popeyes. To some Taco Bell. Popeyes is a lot better than that's KFC, that's for damn sure. Yeah, and that's where it's going to get you to. Like, okay, you know what? It may do, it may get you fat. But maybe not. Look at Wiz Khalifa. Look at Snoop Dogg. Like, they're skinny. You can't tell me and they smoke Wiz Khalifa or fucking Snoop Dogg aren't doing some fucking yay. Snoop Dogg is rail thin. I don't think so. I don't think Wiz Khalifa is. How about that one? I don't think Wiz Khalifa is. I think Wiz Khalifa is straight on the green train. The green train for sure. He's always been skinny. That hasn't changed. You know what I mean? But I don't know. I don't know. I seen the little pinky on Snoop Dogg. I don't know. I don't know. I know that a nail on a pinky on a man means nothing. I don't know. I'm from the Bronx. That's all I know. I don't know. You know? Maybe somebody could put me on to something else. Maybe it means something else. I don't know. But Wiz Khalifa, nah, I think he's straight green. Straight uh, green. I can't argue. I don't know anything about his lifestyle, but I, 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 we've all grown up with Snoop Dogg and seen the shit he's been doing, the people he kicks it around with. And I, I for sure think that guy's doing some, some coke on a regular basis. Anyone with a long pinky nail. Hell, I get my hair cut at a fucking Asian yeah, salon. They have long pinky nails. Like, come on. That, That's why I don't know. I can't. I can't say I don't know, but I'm pretty sure that Wiz Khalifa is pure green, pure on the marijuana side, and and fruits and nuts and shit. He's on his health kick, so it's it's you know. So I I, I could only say that part because I've seen it. I don't know about Snoop. I've seen the pinky too, so that's why I'm like I don't know because you know from where I'm from. That means you, you and that motherfucker was awesome shit. He he came out being Snoop Lion, like I, you know, wasn't yeah, that, like that was the Rastafarian shit he tried to come out with? Making stuff, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like maybe he did go to Jamaica. Was like, yo, I need to get into my roots, man. I, 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 I've been to reggae I on the river, like- and I've been out there with some people where a case of water is like fucking gold. But I didn't come back and want to have fucking nappy dookie braids and shit. Like, it wasn't my thing. You know, but everybody's different. There's a lot of white people who have dreads. Like my one of my professors, he was a 
anthropology teacher and he had dreads down to his ass. And mind you, he was like one of the most sexiest professors I've ever seen in my life. I was just like, oh my goodness, he looks like he looks like a real life Jesus. Like he 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 was just so good looking and just this tan skin, blue eyes, but dreads in a ponytail down to his like knees. And it's because, you know, he was raised in Philly and went to, I guess, someplace in in Africa and he came back out and was just like a new change person and understood that there's only one race, the human race. And he pushed it on us. And I give him so much respect for that. Like he was the one who really made me like, okay, I need to get my shit together. I need to figure out what the fuck am I going to do in my life? Cause he's like yelling at us. He's like, you know what? You need to take a loan out. Okay. If you know what you want to fucking do, you need to take a fucking loan out. Don't be going to fucking work and I'm like wow he screamed at us though like I was I was shocked but I I took my ass to the financial aid office and I was like I know what I want to do give me I want it it's true it makes sense I know what I want to do I just know that I want to turn my degree into something that is going to benefit the masses but also have my name on it and my value on it and I don't want to have someone else use my value and make money off of it so if you could create the ultimate smoke, whether it's some blunt for this or that, or if it's a a bud for this or that, what is essentially going to be Unique's idea of how you can turn the cannabis industry into your own pot of gold? What would you have that other people wouldn't be able to do or an idea that other people haven't seen yet? Or what can you capitalize on to make better? I would actually want to do more than just like a cannabis bar. I would want it to be a restaurant. But I want the restaurant to also be, you know, a Caribbean style restaurant, like a Haitian and Puerto Rican cuisine. So not Jewish. Like I want people to enjoy this. <laughs> hey, it could be anything. You know what? You know, if I got the means, it would be everyone. Like every one person from every continent, country, island, and just have them in different areas. And, you know, these are the restaurants and they will all have cannabis ingredients in it, but not too much. You know, you'll tell people the level, how high you want to be. If you're trying to be like a nice high, then we know how much cannabis butter to put in, you know, but you'll be able to enjoy the diversity of different foods and different cultures and nightlife. So I would want it to be something where all kinds of people can enjoy because I like Jewish pastries. <laughs> I'm from New York, That's what I'm saying. so I I grew up on yeah I grew up on Delancey Street, and my mother loves the Jewish <laughs> bakeries. So you know she would buy like fifty dollars worth of like these these little desserts, and I just see her eating, and now I'm curious, and I want to eat it too. And I never had an apricot until I was exposed to Jewish culture and foods, and I was like, hmm, I like this. I, you know, and in New York, that's what I love about being a New Yorker. Like, people don't know about shish kebabs. <laughs> you know, people don't know. Out here, they're like, what? Shish I'm like, what? You don't know about, because, uh, you know, I say gyros, but it's really a gyro or something like that. And I was like, oh, I didn't know, because in New York, we say gyro. Like, can I get a gyro? <laughs> For us, it's normal, you know? And the difference is, like, they may correct us in how we say things, but we've already Well, you can be in Manhattan and walk two we blocks, did. and you're in an entire different world. Exactly. The whole halal. Like over here, oh my gosh, they charge an arm and a leg and a foot and a liver, okay, for the halal food. And in New York, you could get it for $6 with a can of soda with the extra white sauce. 
you know, and, and, and it's just those diversities where I'm able to be like, okay, I've had this, I've had that, I've had this, I've lived in LA. I know that, uh, LA sushi is better than New York, but New York pizza is better than LA. Like I know this stuff because I've been there. I've, I've experienced it. Yeah, but I know you're, you're getting into like a I very know. particular argument because n- now you have people from New York that you have to go to the right pizza restaurant in New York because my family's from Staten yeah. Island. So you can't say that New York pizza is great yeah. because I was like, you got to be at a specific location. No, no, no. It, you know, to me, honestly, I feel like I've tried pizza in Staten Island, Long Island, Queens, Brooklyn. Harlem, the Bronx, I've tried pizza everywhere. And I have to say like the best pizza is going to be between Harlem and Brooklyn. Harlem and Brooklyn, because there's a spot in Harlem where they have these huge pizzas, huge. And like the slices are like almost $5, but they're huge. Like you could feed three people and it's enjoyable, you know, and Brooklyn, of course, you know, you have all the cultures in there. So you already know they put a little adobo in the sauce. It's a little different. You know, they're putting a little bit of adobo. There's somebody in the back that's Spanish that's putting a little bit of adobo in the sauce to make it taste a little better. You know, have the the crust a little crispier. I've had pizza in different places and I'm like, I'm going to stick to my Pizza Hut or my Domino's. I have not had Pizza Hut Domino's (laughs) in God knows how long. I if I'm getting fast food pizza, which I do most of the time, it would definitely be in this area. It's round table pizza, but oh, they have one out they're here. Legit. That's that's the go to. You get some uh, round table pizza with a little mini pepperonis on it, and you get their uh, breadsticks. You're good to go for the some fast food like pizza. But okay, I'm gonna have to check that out. I'm gonna have to check out round table since I have like another day off. I'm gonna have to do that while I watch Netflix, my Netflix and chill shows alone. because. <laughs> Yeah, because I haven't ha- I haven't had it, but a lot of people have been telling me like, "Oh my gosh, it's so good!" And I'm like, "Okay, let me see. Let me try this it, out." So it's I'm all on who you're gonna out. ask about, who you're gonna talk to about it. If you're into like the artisan bullshit pizzas, which is fine, people are. I'm not mad at it. We got them all around Sacramento, so you leave the bar at like one thirty, two o'clock in the morning. You hit up uh, like Vito's. I think that's one about downtown bars, and it's like five, six bucks a piece of pizza. It's not a massive piece like it's gonna feed like three people, but it's a decent size and you walk in, you're good to go. Yeah. You're sober up and it's still good pizza, but you look at those places and I don't live in the heart of the downtown area. So I'm not trying to drive my happy ass 10 miles to go pick up a yeah. pizza when I can just go half a mile and by get then, a fucking free one. Then you're like not in the mood. Yeah. By then you're not. No, in the mood it anymore. just, I drive too far for that. I'm like, yeah, fuck it. I'm out. If I'm going downtown, I'm going to sit somewhere. I'm not going to bring it all the way back with me either. Cause now I'm out and about and yeah. I consider myself a social butterfly. So I'm going to go talk to everyone and do what I do. You know, I, I, I think I'm a social butterfly according to occasion. And it has to be according to my environment. I'm, I'm totally a cancer. I'm a pure cancer. Like I will crab really fast. I will no go into my for shell that. and I'm not coming out. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't have no. I'm not, <laughs> no, no, no. No, I, you know, I'm a cancer. So like, you know, like we tend to be antisocial and be to ourselves. And like, when we don't like the environment, we're quick to get out of it. And if the environment is positive, then I'm a social butterfly that I'm all in. I like to be conversational, but if it's like, mm, it's a little stale, I could be, I I'm with you on that. TV. I'm right on the cusp. I'm the cancer Leo. Yeah. You already but know. I'm also <laughs> enjoying spotlight. And if it's not on me and it gets weird around people, 
I'm going to put it on me and I'm going to make it about me because that's what I do. I think that's why we have our own, um, you know, podcast and, and we build platforms for ourselves is because we've already have it, you know, within ourselves, but we're just trying to find an outlet and we've already found our outlet. And if we are social butterflies, but it, it is based on our environment as well, you know, why not do it in a place where you feel safe and you're able to say how you feel and talk about topics that you want to talk about without, you know, feeling like you have to be something you're not or have to portray something that you're not simply because of the environment. I can't agree in. more. All right. So unique, let's close this one out. Where can people find all of your wonderful commentary and your awesome videos? Uh, definitely. It's going to be the high commentary podcast that you can definitely find on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, uh, any, any podcast outlet it's there. All you have to do is look up high commentary. Just make sure it's high by itself and commentary. It'll pop up. Definitely. You can check out my WeTube as well, but if you want to definitely get the purest and the realest content, it's better to go to my podcast. Nice. And everyone that's listening to this, we will have all of Unique's direct links in the description for this podcast. So click the description. You'll find everything on there. You're also going to find links for her podcast for her YouTube, as well as YouTube and Instagram on thehermanjames.com on the homepage. You'll be able to click on her links. So will be one of the featured podcasts on there as well. So check that out. And I guarantee by the time this episode's come out, you've already seen me promote her on everything from Facebook, Instagram. I'm also on Twitter. And just for fucks and giggles, I even made a MySpace. Ah, I I it don't have exists. a live space. I'm just getting into Twitter. I'm like, you know, you know, I'm so picky. Where I had a Twitter, and I was just like, mm, nah. I just stick to Instagram. I'll have more control. I saw Facebook. I'm like, uh, uh-uh, uh, people in my business too much. I got to get out. So I just, you know, all I have is Instagram, my WeTube, my YouTube, but. I feel like you know you have more power with Instagram because you are able to control what you put out. And if you don't like what people got to say about it, you can use the blog button. It's yeah, so easy. You can do that with everything except for real life. Yeah. No, you can do it in real life. You just stay <laughs> home and mind your business. Don't say nothing. <laughs> well, that works too. All right, everyone. This was a fun episode for us. Uh, everyone, make sure you check out Unique again. All of her posts are going to be in our description here so you'll find all the locations for check her out hit her up don't forget to comment on all of her instagram posts she has some fun ones on there and she got some interesting videos definitely check it out and uh again i I think the last one i saw was you having some cardi b in the background you had some shades i swear someone was taking the video for you because it's moving around and both your hands are full you oh yeah that's a video that um one of my friends did but like there's so many others like especially on like my video clips on top you know when you just do those instagram clips i'm starting to place them in different profiles because a lot of people you know they'll get like the end of it because they come out of work late and they're not able to hear everything so now i'm starting to put them in different titles which is on my profile as well so you'll see like high politics, high knowledge, high grades, (laughs) like high eats, like you'll be able to still, you know, see these things and hear these uh, commentaries on your own time. That sounds great, everyone. Check in, tune in. Don't forget to subscribe to Unique's podcast on iTunes. And don't forget to give her some positive comments as well.
Well, that's all the time I've got for this episode. I want to thank Vunique and make sure you check out all of her YouTubes, the WeTube, as well as her Instagram. It is going to be the High Commentary. That's the handle for all of them. Don't forget to check out the fellow podcasters on the nophonypodcastnetwork.com. They're all also on Twitter. Don't forget to check out my friends over on the East Coast, the Shots for Likes podcast, shotsforlikes.com. And don't forget to share, like, subscribe, and comment on iTunes. Without your help, I wouldn't be able to be where I am right now, and this podcast would not have grown as much as it has already. If you have any comments, shoot me an email at therantwithhermanjames at gmail.com or hit up thehermanjames.com. Again, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for liking, and I can't wait to be in your ears again next week.